Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to Russ Podcast tonight. I'm your host, Kirk Space. Are you saved today? Do you have a born-again Christian experience that you want to share on the show? Are you religious? Are you questioning the Bible or even God's existence? If so, I want to have a conversation with you. You can reach out to me at rustpodcast at proton.me. That's rustpodcast at proton.me. Find me on social media. You can send me a message over there. Either way works. Just get a hold of me. Let's have a conversation. Uh, so tonight, guys, I'm re-airing. Uh, I, rec- I was just on the radio with Pastor Mike Chory on WDCX, the uh, last Trump. Uh, Pastor Mike invited me on to, to be his guest tonight. And we were talking about um, some of the prophetic signs that, are, that we're seeing in the world. And uh, really... Uh, this is mainly about the eclipse that we're we're looking at coming on April 8th this year and all the prophetic signs um, that are surrounding this from a, a biblical perspective. Folks, this, this is getting, uh, you know, almost redundant because nobody's listening. It seems as nobody cares that a judgment is coming on this world. A judgment is coming on this country. And it's time to repent. Just look at what's been going on in our own country. Cities burning to the ground, the riots, the looting, uh, the decriminalization of of crime. Uh, The the list is endless. The LGBT stuff, uh, you know, it goes on and on and on. Hawaii burning to the ground. Uh, Now Texas is burning to the ground. Uh, California is getting 12 feet of snow with 120 mile an hour winds. Last year during Pride Month, the entire northeast section of the country was under smoke from the Canadian wildfires. It's just on and on. How much do you guys want to wait and see what's coming next before you get on your face and repent? It's getting late. It's very late. We're living in the last of the last of the last days. The parable of the fig tree laid it out that when you see signs of life, in Israel. Well, Israel became a nation in 1948. And we're about 75 years into this generation. And the Lord said that the generation to see those things will not pass away until the coming. It's, we're there, folks. Look around. And everybody says, well, everybody said that the Lord was coming in their generation. Yeah. And Israel didn't exist in all of those generations. Israel was not a nation until 1948. We're wrapping it up here, guys. What are we doing? Do you want to continue to live in sin? Or do you want to get the ticket out of here? Because the ticket out of here is in Christ. You must be born again. John 3.3, no man can come into the kingdom of heaven unless he be born again. That's the whole point of this show, is to show the world what it means to be born again. You need to be saved. You need to be born again, a new creation in Christ Jesus. And you do that by repenting, placing your faith in what he did at the cross, believing it with your heart, and confessing with your mouth. Let's get over to the last trump right now. Oh, yeah, that's Joseph Larson. We will ride. And if that song doesn't make you want to shout, your shouter's broke. That is a great, great song. 
and he's got fire in his eyes, church. He's, he's riding a white horse, and there's a sword coming out of his mouth. The Bible says he's going to judge the nations of the world that have rejected him and have persecuted his people, Israel. It's the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we believe we're going to ride with him. And I wonder tonight if you have reserved your white horse. Are you born again? Are you in the faith? Is your name written down in the Lamb's book of life? That is the greatest decision you could ever make. And it's one that we are dedicated, this broadcast and the one to follow is all about your salvation. It is all about your salvation. You do not want to miss heaven. Hell is no joke. It is real. It's eternal. It's flames of fire. It is for the souls of men and women that have rejected Jesus Christ. And we believe on this broadcast, and we, and we know the Bible says he is not willing for any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And we are putting out that tonight to, to give that altar call, that great altar call, be saved from this perverse generation. Come out from among this world. Be separate and know the Lord tonight. Be born again. Repent of your sins. Put your faith in Jesus. It's the greatest decision you will ever make. And here tonight on The Last Trump, uh, we have a special guest tonight that's in studio with us by telephone coming all the way from central Pennsylvania. Kurt Space is my guest. Kurt, welcome to The Last Trump. Hey, Pastor Mike. Thanks for having me. How are we doing tonight? Man, it's great. Great to have you on. And, uh, you know, we do enough talking off the air. I've figured we might as well do our talking so other people can listen <laughs> in. Amen. Amen. You got that right. Amen. Tell everybody, Kurt, what you do as it pertains to uh, end times. You have an, uh, a social media outlet that you are getting the message of the cross out. Let everyone know about that. Yeah, sure. I have uh, a podcast called Rust Podcast. That's R-U-S-T, and it's an acronym for Are You Saved Today? And what it is, I interview born-again believers, and I let them share their testimonies. So I, can, I pretty much have a whole catalog of miracles that the Lord has performed, because a lot of people in the church today, uh, they only give lip service to being a Christian. And I, I really wanted to show the world what it means to be born again. So I'm getting powerful testimonies of people coming on and building a lot of new uh, friendships and relationships, and we're doing Bible studies, and we're coming on talking about false teaching, uh, religion, all sorts of stuff. It's just been a real blessing. And that's awesome. And, and Kurt, how do, they, how do people get a hold of that? How do they wa listen to your broadcast? Uh, they could go on any major podcasting platform, such as uh, Apple Podcast or Spotify or <clears throat> Amazon, and just search Rust Podcast or search my name, Kirk Space, and it'll on every every podcasting platform that that's out there. My show is on. All right, and Rust, uh, of course, is spelled R U S T or Kurt Space, and you can find Kurt's broadcast uh, tonight here. Kurt, we want to talk about. Uh, a little bit about this event that's coming up on April the 8th. And we've talked about it personally uh, quite a bit, actually. And it is one of the most anticipated and viewed events, they're calling it, 
uh, particularly of any solar eclipse in the history of America. And I think you were, uh, as we were talking earlier today, you were mentioning that there has been a total of nine. This would be the ninth in the in the total history of America. Am I right on that? Yeah, since uh, America has become a nation, this one coming on April 8th will be the ninth total um, eclipse that, that has happened since we, we became a nation. All right, so, you know, looking at it, and I'm sure everybody out there already knows uh, the date and everything. It's April the 8th coming up in just about 37, 38 days away. And this is, um, I mean, taking like the U.S., like, I don't know. I mean, they, we have people in Niagara Falls coming into our area. They are anticipating nearly 1 million people on the Niagara Falls, New York side and Niagara Falls, Ontario. And they're calling Niagara Falls one of the best places in all of the country to view this total lunar or uh, not lunar, but solar eclipse. And in, uh, you know, and if you're trying to get a room, forget it. They're already all booked out. And also, I heard the other day in Erie, Pennsylvania, when I was meeting with a manager of a hotel there, that the rooms in Erie, Pennsylvania, along Lake Erie, those hotels are going for $1,000 a night with a three-night minimum, and they are sold out. The Marriott wow. Courtyard, the Sheridan Hotel, sold out. So, Kurt, what is it about this eclipse? Do you think, why are people so fascinated with this one? Honestly, uh, Mike, I, <laughs> I don't really know because we just had one in 2017, and this is the exact same thing that's happening that we had back then. It's just coming in a different direction. So, honestly, my personal belief is there's some kind of uh, spiritual undertone going on that we, we don't we don't see or know because th this is like more popular than the Super Bowl and I don't understand why you know it's so strange like just people I don't know it's just sign of the times I guess I think it is and I think that people are all looking for something out of the ordinary in their life something that is what they would call supernatural or spectacular and it really shows the spiritual lack that is in this country that people would spend that kind of money to look up at this eclipse. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's fascinating. I think it's going to be so unique that and in Buffalo, New York, I'm not sure, Kurt, where you are, if you're in the totality, but here in Buffalo, it's going to go completely dark at about 3.20 p.m. for about three or four minutes. And so I think that uh, just to have that alone is is very interesting and interesting um, from a biblical perspective, as we've talked about when the Lord hung on the cross from the noon hour all the way to three o'clock when he uh, died on Calvary. The Bible says it grew dark. So the Lord basically covered the sun supernaturally. I don't, uh, scholars don't believe that was an eclipse because it was three hours in length, but it was the same effect. Jerusalem went dark, and for three or four minutes, wherever you are, if you're in the totality of this eclipse, in the middle of the day, the birds are going to be silenced, the temperature is going to drop, it's going to feel like nighttime, and, and, and I've never, 
I remember it briefly as a young boy, but people that have lived through these say it's a very weird feeling, and I guess that's the fascination. People want to experience that, but again, um, these these things that people will pay for are so pale and so shallow in comparison to really looking up for the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. I'm looking for a different event in the sky. I'm looking for the rapture of the church. And Kirk, we talk a lot about the rapture, you and I. Let's, let's look at this eclipse from a little bit different perspective. What are some things that you're finding about this total solar eclipse that has uh, maybe biblical significance? Well, I think there's, <laughs> I mean, we, the last time I was on The Last Trump was right after New Year's, and and we had mentioned this just in passing that, you know, there was an eclipse coming. And since then, now, only two months later, uh, it seems like we have a laundry list now of, of um, significant <laughs> details surrounding this eclipse. And I think the biggest indicator that there's uh, biblical resemblance to this is that the cities that are lined out in this pathway of totality, um, and the first one being Jonah down in Texas, and then every city in, I think it's the world other than the one outside of the Middle East, every city named Nineveh is in the pathway of this eclipse. And what's interesting, if you go back to 2017, uh, on the, the opposite direction, there were seven cities named Salem, which is, uh, biblically, it means peace, and, and it's short for Jerusalem. You know, and when you look at the path of totality on both of these eclipses, the one from 2017 and now the one that's coming in April, the, pe- the totality only starts at the border of the United States, and it ends at the opposite border. Once you get outside of the United States border on this one coming in April and the one in 2017, totality only begins at the border of the United States. Like that just seems um, intentional. If you ask me that God is, is marking this country because what are the chances once you pass the border, you only get partial totality. It's just too weird to me. It's very strange. And when we talk about marking America, uh, and those of you that have, have seen it, uh, you've Googled it, and you can do that uh, simply by typing in total solar eclipse. This second eclipse is going to form a giant X over America. And this, this one is we're talking about these, these towns and villages that are called Nineveh. There, there are seven of them starting down in Texas, and the first one where this eclipse is going to begin at about 1.30 p.m., uh, the total, total eclipse down there, and work its way up right through America, right through the northeast, and out towards Nova Scotia, there are seven different cities or towns that have the name Nineveh, the first one being in Nineveh, Texas, which is just a short distance away from Jonah. Texas. And of course, our country have these names, these towns and villages, because when we came to America, uh, the founding fathers and the people that built this country, 
we were very much a Christian nation, and we named our cities, towns, many of them after uh, towns or cities or different events from the Bible. But, Kirk, talk about this uh, in terms of seven different cities or towns, this totality, this full blackout is going to go through uh, that are called Nineveh. What, in your conviction, may, might the Holy Spirit be trying to say to America at this time? Uh, I think, uh, you know, in my opinion, uh, the Lord is trying to warn this country that there's a judgment coming. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Lord said, you know, the only sign that you would get would be the sign of Jonah. And, you know, since the cross, the Lord doesn't owe us as a nation anything. He's already paid the price. He's done it all. And it's up to us to believe that. And we've become so apostate in this country now, um, sooner or later, God has to judge sin. And whether we're, we're in Christ or, or not is, <laughs> is the deal breaker here. I mean, it, it can't be a coincidence that this biblical city of Nineveh, you know, all of that, there aren't any in the world outside of this pathway other than the one from the Bible. You know, it's, right. it, it's really, really interesting. And, you know, you just look, look at what's happened in our country since the new year. You know, we could consider, well, I mean, even since uh, the election change, we could consider everything that's happened a judgment. And we're not seeing any repentance. We're only seeing things get worse. You know, in, in my mind, we are Nineveh. We are just like right. Nineveh, and th- there needs to be uh, <laughs> a mass repentance soon, because I-, I think the Lord's trying to get our attention here. Well, I want to—I I totally agree with you um, on that, and I want to read this scripture from Luke, uh, and these are the words of Jesus. It, it, it says, when the people were gathered uh, together, Jesus began to say— This is Luke chapter 11, verse 29. This is an evil generation that they seek a sign and there shall no sign be given, but the sign of Jonah, the prophet. Now, now let's just stop there for a moment. The, the sign of Jonah, the prophet was this prophet who was called of God to go to the city, city of Nineveh and to warn them that judgment was coming in 40 days. And Jonah, at first, he didn't want to go to Nineveh. He got on a ship and went in the opposite direction. Now, I would just say this. There are a lot of Christians tonight. There's a lot of preachers out there tonight that do not want to warn this country that judgment is coming. And I'll, I'll prove it to you. Many preachers today in pulpits, will they just refuse to preach on the rapture, which, by the way, the rapture is a rescue from the judgment of the tribulation. The word rapture uh, is, comes from a word in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It's called caught up. The Bible says that the, the bride of Christ, who, uh, who are on the earth living, we're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And that word in the Greek is harpazo. It's, it's a violent word, really. 
It's a snatching away. At the last minute, God's going to come and rescue his bride before he pours out his wrath for seven years on the earth. Now, and we should point out, Kirk, this is really interesting, and everything we're saying, I would encourage people to look it up and prove us what we're saying tonight because it's so significant. But where these two eclipses come together, where they, they, they cross over, if you will, seven years apart, the first one on August 21st, 2017, and the second one happening in just about 38 days on April 8th, where these two, which were going in opposite directions, seven years apart, where they cross over in that conjunction are two significant places. The first one is the Ark in Kentucky, where uh, in 2015, a man built the Ark to scale, biblical scale. I've been there twice, and it is the most phenomenal site you will ever you will ever see and to go inside that ark and to see what it was like in the days of noah when noah and his family there were only eight and animals male and female of every species inside of that ark god saved the world through noah and his family but that ark is sitting right in the conjunction of these two eclipses that cross over seven years apart and then kirk the one that i love right next just a little bit over on the map is a place called rapture what is it rapture illinois or rapture in i think it's rapture indiana yeah it's indiana and it is rapture indiana and there is in rapture indiana i looked it up there is a population of one one person lives in this small little town and i don't think these things are just coincidence i think god the holy spirit might be saying something and and kirk i believe like you have said already it's a warning jonah did not want to warn he did not want to warn nineveh because the assyrians who were evil people there was great wickedness in that city and he did not even he had no love at all for the Assyrians. He wanted God to judge them. But God said to Jonah, I want you to go and warn those people. Judgment is coming if you do not repent. Right. Amen. And I, I think, you know, it's also important to add to this also. Um, that conjunction of both pathways falls on the New Madrid fault line. And now, going back in history... When these eclipses happened two times uh, back in the 1800s, there was a three-month period after those eclipses happened that there was the greatest earthquake that ever happened in the history of this nation right on that New Madrid fault line where the, the, the conjunction is. You know, so it's how I see this, you know, Jonah, he went to Nineveh and told them judgment was coming, and they believed him. And they repented. And then a hundred years later, Nahum went to Nineveh and told them judgment was coming, and they didn't listen. And what I think now, where we're at today, we know the Lord already paid the price on the cross, and it's on us to believe that. 
we're not going to get another sign. We're not going to get a Jonah, I believe, to show up and say, you guys are going to be judged. I think us, the remnant, is the Jonah, and we need to wake the country up and tell people there's a judgment coming. Because it, it could right, be— hold that, hold that thought. I have to take a break. It's a hard break. Hate to interrupt, but save your thought. We're coming right back. Don't touch that dial. The Bible says that God never changes. He is forever the way, the truth, and the life. You're listening to Truth 99.5, WDCX-FM, WDCX-HD1, and WDCZ, AM 970, Buffalo. All right, we're back here on the last Trump. Kurt Space is my guest. Kurt, sorry to cut you off on that thought. Uh, continue on. I know everybody home uh, is probably really interested in this new Madrid fault line and what happened in history. Is history going to repeat itself? Is this a warning to America that another great earthquake is coming? And, 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 I, and I just want to say this, Kurt, uh, to all our listeners back home. Uh, or wherever you are listening, uh, we do not, I do not fear man or these things. I fear God. And, and the Lord is speaking right now to this nation, eclipse or no eclipse. He's been speaking since really the last, uh, since I can remember, but from 2020 on, he has been calling this nation to come back to him, come back to the word of God come back to Jesus, and from the White House to the schoolhouse, nobody is getting this message. We go through calamity after calamity. We've got this winter storm oddity in California. We've got fires in Texas. We, we came off tornadoes and hurricanes and all kinds of problems for the last year, and we call it climate change. We call it Mother Nature. The word of God is clear. God controls the weather. God controls it all, friends. He is sovereign. And so let's go back to this warning um, <clears throat> that you were mentioning about going back in 1811, 1806, when these earthquakes or the earthquake followed the two great eclipses. Yeah, right. And, you know, not saying that that is what's going to happen this time, but I, I think... Um, with all the biblical signs we're seeing out of this eclipse, like I said, I think it's up to us, the remnant, to warn the people that there is judgment coming. And we're, I mean, regardless of um, a, uh, a specific judgment on the United States, we're, we're not far from the Great Tribulation. I mean, we're knocking at its door. So one way or another, there's a judgment coming. And, you know, Jonah, he told them, it was coming, they repented. And then a hundred years later, Nahum did the same thing, and they didn't repent, and they were they were destroyed. And what I feel now is us, the church, the body, we are to be the Jonah and warn them. But unfortunately, <clears throat> I think the outcome of the United States is going to be more like it was in Nahum. And, you know, last night, the Lord really led me to start looking into the book of Nahum, and I just want to read real quick here out of uh, the book of Nahum, uh, the first chapter, verses 2 through 6. God is jealous, and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. 
The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebuketh the sea and maketh it dry, and dry up all the rivers. Bashan languisheth, and Carmel and the flower of Lebanon languisheth. The mountains quake at him, and the hills melt and the earth is burned at his presence, yea, the world and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his indignation, and who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. Does that not ring in anybody's soul right now as to what we've been seeing in our own country in just the past year? Hawaii burnt to the ground. Texas is burning to the ground. We have all these weather anomalies that are taking place. It's time to wake up, people. Like it's knocking on our door. In the very next, right. the very next verse, in Nahum, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knoweth them that trust in Him. And that's where we need to be. That's where all of us need to be. We need to be trusting in him and repenting and waiting for his return and telling people it, it's time to go. I, I, I want to give an assignment to all our listeners here on The Last Trump. Study the book of Jonah and study the book of Nahum. And, and Kirk, this, this is a part of God, who he is, that most today in the modern church, preachers won't preach it. And I guess they think the people don't want to hear it. The judgment of God, the fury of God, the anger of God. And when we look at America, when we look at from abortion to, to same-sex marriage, to transgender, homosexuality, when we look at the abominations, and we look at the, how the church has watered it down, seeker-sensitive, I mean, most churches... They meet on Sunday morning only. They can't even get the people to come to church more than once a week. And they don't give altar calls. They don't preach on sin. They, I mean, you look at the number one church in America, in Houston, Texas, is, is, is just preaching prosperity and a better life here and now. And they, the people flock to that. But if you preach on sin, righteousness, and judgment, these churches, they're small in number, and there are very few uh, churches that will preach that. But we need in this country some Jonas. We need some Nahums. We need some John the Baptist. And, and I, I want to say this tonight to every one of you that listened to the last Trump. God is holding us accountable for what we hear and what we know. And, and it is very late tonight, very late in America. And we've got a political climate right now that is so contentious and so volatile that we may see in our own country a, a civil war, or at least we're going to see, again, demonstrates, demonstrations in the streets and violence and looting like we saw four years ago. And when will it stop? When will the church cry out? And, and, and Kirk, this is what God said to, to Jonah. I want you to go to the city, and I want you to cry out. And Jonah refused to do it. 
-hmm. and God put Jonah in the belly of a whale. He swallowed him up, and, and how he got in the ocean to begin with was he was on a ship, and a storm came, and they were going down. The ship was going down. You can read this in Jonah chapter 1 and 2. And he confessed, I'm the reason for the storm. I wonder how many storms in America right now are a result of a rebellious church or churches and rebellious preachers, Kirk, that won't preach the book of Revelation. They won't put, preach the book of Daniel. I wonder. Well, there... <laughs> so, yeah, go right ahead. The list is a mile long, Mike, and, you know, I think a lot of the reason we, you know... We don't hear Jonah preached or Nahum or, or any of the old prophets is because it's Old Testament, and most modern-day preachers think now that we're under the age of grace, it's irrelevant anymore. You know, God doesn't change his character just because, you know, we're in the age of grace in the, in the church age. God still judges sin and has to judge sin. Amen. You know, it's, we're, we're not getting a, a, a free pass at all. And, you know, just because our country has been given a lot of grace and, and we were a nation, you know, under God, and we're not anymore. And look how fast things have compounded just in five years. I mean, I can remember—I'm only going to be 37 years old. The, the, the United States I grew up in as a kid is not even close to what we have now. It's gone downhill very, very quickly. So— it should be a wake-up call to everybody that God's has he has to. He's just, and he's perfect. He has to judge sin. So you can either be in Christ, who took the judgment for our sin, or you could be falling under the judgment of God. Amen. Kirk Space is our guest. We're talking about this total solar eclipse. Is it a sign? Is it a warning to America? Seven different cities along this totality are named Jonah, or I'm sorry, named Nineveh, and Jonah, Texas, is where it really begins, going up all the way through to Nova Scotia. And also, uh, the ark right there in the middle of the conjunction, along with a place called Rapture, Indiana. I want to talk about Jonah's conversion, or Jonah's repentance, from the, from the belly of the whale. Now, this was a supernatural protection by God, by not killing uh, the prophet. God is a God of grace, friend. He wants you to repent. He wants you to answer the call of God. And in Jonah chapter 2, it says, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. Now, I wonder why it is, Kurt, that we have to wait till we are in a place where God's got us in checkmate, as he did with Jonah, where our life is literally on the line before we begin to pray. And I wonder if that's what it's going to take. Is it going to take a major disaster in this country to get the church back on their knees? Yeah, very well, maybe. It, it, might, it might be, Mike, you know, and, you know, as, um, you know, our nature, we're, we're stubborn. And, you know, we should be trying to avoid that. And, you know, I, I could somewhat sympathize with the idea of of why people don't, because, you know, especially for people like us in, in our position with our beliefs, uh, being part of the remnant, 
it, you almost get um, you you lose hope and you lose frustration because it seems like nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to repent. They call you crazy. They they call you every name in the book, and nobody cares. They just keep going right on with their sin and and right on with their sin. And you know we we can't get weary and worn out and discouraged. We just have to keep preaching the same message and stick to it. And, and Amen. it gets tough sometimes. Sure. And you know I, you know the. I want the listeners to to know too, like we're not coming from a a position where we're we're better than any of you. I mean, Mike and I have to repent daily just as much as everybody else. You know, it's Amen. just nobody wants to listen, and and we're trying to get everybody's attention. Well, and this is a heavy message. No one really signs up to be a Jeremiah or an Ezekiel or a Jonah, friend. That is no. Let me tell you something. It's no fun. Pre- presenting this but this is what the preacher the true preacher of the gospel must do we must warn the people we're watchmen on the wall god told ezekiel if we don't warn the sinner the blood will be upon our hands and and kirk jonah prayed this prayer he said i cry by reason of my affliction unto the lord and he heard me out of the belly of hell that's what he called living inside that whale it was literally he called it the belly of hell and he said i cried and you heard my voice you for you have cast me into the deep into the midst of the seas and the floods compressed me about all your billows and all your waves passed over me and then said i am cast out of your sight yet i will again look again towards your holy temple and, and, and here he was in the belly of this fish, and he is repenting of his disobedience of being that watchman. And then he said these words, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. He's having what we call that wretched man moment. Amen. And he said, my prayer came in unto you in your holy temple. And it says, they who observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy and he said this to the lord but i will sacrifice unto you with the voice of thanksgiving i will pay that i have vowed salvation is of the lord and he came to this place where he says okay lord if you'll spare my life i will go and i will declare your word to nineveh and the bible says the lord spoke unto the fish and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. And the word of the Lord, this is Jonah chapter 3, verse 1, came unto Jonah a second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach unto it, to preach unto it the preaching that I have bid you. And Jonah arose, and he went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of a three-day journey, And Kirk, when he got there, he said to the people, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the Bible says the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast, and they put on sackcloth from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth 
and sat in ashes, which is a type of repentance. And, and, and Kurt, the amazing part of this story was it wasn't just a few people. The whole city was fasting. The city was in a place of repentance. There was a fear, a genuine fear, that God was going to judge that city. They believed the prophet. And of course they knew that this Jonah, this man, had survived being swallowed up by the whale and been spit out right on the beach of Nineveh. And they knew that this was a supernatural sign from God. And they repented. You ask tonight, what's the sign that God's giving America tonight? Well, he said it in Luke chapter 11, no other sign will be given but the sign of Jonah. That just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so shall the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth three days and three nights. You want to know what the sign is tonight for America to repent of its evil debauchery and its abomination is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He died for your sins, and he proved to be God when three days later he came back from the dead. Kirk, if if this message is believed, every person tonight can avoid judgment. But if it's rejected, judgment will be their fate right we could be um you know you know we could be the the Nineveh of Jonah or the Nineveh of Nahum it's that simple and you know people listening you can't be waiting around for a Jonah to show up saying you know there's going to be a judgment coming or looking for a specific sign or waiting for a specific thing to happen it's too late for that it's too late in the game you know, now is the time. And, you know, that's that phrase has been coming up a lot lately, brother, that now is the time, you know, in, in so many different aspects. It's true. You know, we, we can't mm-hmm. be looking for for things to, to convince us to repent. We, we need to repent because it's we're running out of time. Yeah, and tonight our call to every one of the listeners is arise and go. You, you go to your town, go to your family, go to your neighbors and let them know that there is judgment coming if we do not repent. And they may not listen to you. They may mock you. They may reject you. But you're still to go in love. Jonah arose. He went to Nineveh according to the word of God. And he entered into that city and he cried. He cried. I wonder, Kurt, if our hearts have been broken yet for what's coming. Jonah's heart was broken, and he said, yet 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. I don't know, after this eclipse, that has got Nineveh all over it, Jonah, every town up that totality. Is God saying, you got 40 days, America? But I do know in that eclipse that happened in 1811, when it made a similar X across our country, that it was just 92 days later that the great earthquake happened that shook the White House, that caused the Mississippi to go in the opposite direction. And if that same earthquake at that same level that happened in 1811 was to happen again, Kirk, it, would, it could 
kill thousands of people. It wasn't populated back in 1811 as it is today. Right. And I wonder tonight, if we, when we look at this eclipse, we look at all the things happening in our country, do we really understand how late it is? How soon the Lord is going to come to rapture his bride? And we don't know how much are we going to be here for. But if we are sure of one thing, if America does not repent soon, America is going to end up like ancient Israel, and it's going to be destroyed. That is not something that I am uh, love saying because I hate it. But that's what God did in Israel, not once but twice. He did it with the Babylonians about 600 years before Christ, and he did it in 70 A.D. with the Romans because the nation was filled with idolatry and abominations. And I'm afraid, Kirk, tonight that we are much like Israel of old, Jerusalem of old. And as you brought out that first clip, how many cities named Salem along that pathway? Seven. There's our seven again. Yep. Seven Ninevehs, seven Salems, two eclipses, seven years apart, all coming together to form a giant X over America with the, with the ark that has been built to scale in the last, what, seven, eight years, biblical, right to the biblical size of Noah's ark. And there the ark is, right in the middle of it, and not too far away is a place called Rapture, Indiana. Listen, I don't know how many more things God has to do to get our attention, but I'm thinking this might be one that we should take a little closer look at. Because, Kirk, on April 8th, there's going to be thousands, even millions of people looking up at the sun. S-U-N. Mm-hmm. But very soon, God's children who are born again, who are in Christ, who are in the ark, are going to hear that trumpet sound, and we're going to be looking up for S-O-N. Jesus in the sky. Maybe this eclipse is just a warm-up. Maybe God's trying to show America very soon there's another event going to happen in the air. It's called the rapture of the church. I want to ask you tonight, are you ready for that one? Kurt, your last thoughts tonight. I want to pray for our listeners tonight, but anything we left out tonight that you want to share? I just think, you know, I wanted to mention real quick, too, as you mentioned, everybody um, is going to be looking up at the sun. It's the same thing that, that was happening in Ezekiel when the Lord took Ezekiel into the altar and showed him what was happening behind the scenes. Everybody had their back to the altar, and they were worshiping the sun. We're doing the exact same thing. All these people that are coming in, just Niagara Falls alone, a $1,000 a room with a three-night minimum. Do you know how much work we could get done for the Lord with all of that money that the people are, are wasting to come look at the sun? It's, it's absurd. So it, it really, I think it lays out perfectly where, um, where people's priorities and, and motives are um, these days, and, and it's not on the Lord. I want to read that scripture. It's really profound what you brought out. It's in Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 16. And Ezekiel, it says, he, was, he brought me, speaking of the Lord, brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house. And behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch 
and the altar was about five and twenty men with their backs towards the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east, and they worshiped the sun toward the east. You know what God called this? He called this an abomination. He said, you shall have no other gods before me. And here it was right in Israel, the nation that God had blessed, the nation that he had raised up to be a light bearer to the world. They were worshiping the wrong son. They were worshiping the creation rather than the creator. And that is what you're bringing out tonight. And I believe this is a moment, church, for us to preach this message. Preach the judgment of God and preach repentance. I mean, when what Jesus said, when all these things begin to happen, he said, look up for your redemption draws nigh. The return of the Lord, the rapture of the church, is very soon. And we find in, in Acts chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, and in really verse 9 through verse 12, the Lord ascended 40 days after the resurrection. He ascended. He raptured back into the third heaven. And the angel said, just as you saw him go, so he will come again. Church, the ascension of the church, the rapture of the church is very close. Are you ready? Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Are you awakened to the signs of the times? Or are you sleeping? Are you trying to stick your head in the sand? You don't want to hear it. You don't want to talk about it. There are preachers today that don't want to warn you. But we're going to warn you on the last trump because we love you. God doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't want you to be here when he pours out his 21 judgments. He wants you to be safe and secure from all alarms in the arms of your Savior. Tonight, we're going to give you an opportunity to receive him. And Kurt, I just want to pray this prayer of repentance. And Kurt's just going to repeat it after me to lead you, to help you. But remember tonight as we pray this prayer, God's looking at your heart. If you're praying this prayer from your mind, from your head, nothing will change. But if you're praying it from your heart to say, God, I want to repent. I want to turn my life over to you. And I want to be spared of your judgment, the judgment of hell. Then I want you to pray right now with us and believe it with all your heart. God loves you. We love you. And what father who loves his children wouldn't warn them of danger coming? God's trying to warn you right now tonight through this broadcast. Be saved from this perverse generation. Now just pray with us right now and say it after us. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus. I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for the way that I've lived. I'm sorry for the way that I've lived. And the things that I have done. And the things that I've done. Lord, please forgive me. Lord, please forgive me. And wash me. And wash me. And cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, I hear the message tonight. Lord, I hear the message tonight. 
your judgment is coming. Your judgment is coming. And I believe that. And I believe that. And tonight, right now. And tonight, right now. I want to get in your ark. I want to get in your ark. I want to be safe. I want to be safe. From the judgment of God. From the judgment of God. So right now with my mouth. So right now with my mouth. I confess Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. I confess Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. And I believe in my heart. And I believe in my heart. That God raised Jesus from the dead and he's alive. That God raised Jesus from the dead and he's alive. And I invite you, Jesus, to come into my life. And I invite you, Jesus, to come into my life. And change it. And change it. Right now, I make you the Lord of my life. Right now, I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. For every one of you that just prayed with us, we're shouting hallelujah to the heavens, and we want to help you tonight. I want to send you a copy of the New Testament Expositor Study Bible. If you came back to the Lord or prayed for the first time, the number to call tonight, write it down, 716-229-8000. At 716-229-8000, up in Canada or anywhere in the world, 1-888-444-2920. Call that number, 1-888-444-2920. Kirk, we're out of time as they go to the call. Thank you, brother, for being with us. We love you. God bless you. Thanks, brother. We love you. God bless. Amen. Coming up next, Cross-Eyed Radio. Stay with us. 